0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we get to part two of our wide receiver rankings. We're going to do 16 through 30 today. If you want to check out 1 through 15, go check out yesterday's podcast. We go through the top 15, which... We didn't differ much on any of the players, so there's really not that big of surprises. And today we have a little bit of difference, a little bit more on some of these players. I mean, I guess it gets that way when you have some people with some potential. I do like, there's some guys I really like in this next 15. So we'll get to those in just a second before we do that. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at the FF Profit or check us out on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com, and you can send us questions at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. We actually have a question that just came in from from Brett. This is actually a dynasty question. So we haven't talked a lot of dynasty on this show, which funny thing is came in we actually did a dynasty draft just the other night um for our league which Jeff is a two-time champ. He can't win our main league. He can win the dynasty. He's built a pretty good team. We were just going over that a little bit. He's built a pretty pretty strong contender there um partially off my advice. Um, Kamara Kachub. <laughs> I should need right? I mean. So
1: here, here's Brett. So <laughs> not going to deny it. I, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> no one cares about it. So, here we go.
0: <laughs> we got uh, Brett here. So, he, this is his question. So, first off, he starts. He says he thinks he has a top three roster in the league. In his opinion, he does. So, he's looking to win now. The guy he's trading with has probably one of the worst rosters. So, he's in rebuild mode. This is the offer he just got. So, he was offered Damian Williams, Devontae Freeman, Carlos Hyde, and Trey Burton for Melvin Gordon. So he would be giving up Melvin Gordon. He'd get those guys. Okay, I'll give you his roster. So, I mean, his luck at quarterback. Kamara and Melvin Gordon are the current running backs. Aaron Jones, his third running back. I'm trying to think if he has more after that. Not much. No, that's about Ronald Jones and Austin Aquilares is four, four of the five. So, and he also has Alfred Morris. So he doesn't have like maybe a lot of top end depth after those top three. Wide receivers, I guess, don't matter in this trade really, but it's. Hilton, Edelman, Galladay, some solid, so, solid players there. Ooh, how, what are you thinking here? So even, okay. I almost think like the Hyde Burton part of this trade, you just like ignore. It's, that's just four, four for one, but ignore those two. They don't right now in dynasty. What do they really do for you? Not much. This turns into a Damian Williams, Devonte Freeman for Melvin Gordon deal here. You know what? I don't do it. I keep Gordon. I know, I know, I get it. The worry is, does he hold out? And you're screwed this year. I get that. I'm just, and I guess you get, you get Williams Hyde. Maybe you think you got both. I just don't, I still don't do it. Because Freeman, I'm just, I'm not sold that he's 100% going to be back. And if he'll ever be back to what he was, I think Melvin Gordon is really good there. And you know what? If. Melvin sits out and you get kind of screwed a little bit. I think at least you throw Aaron Jones in there and you can make it work. I just – I don't – and you have Calvin. He has Calvin rooted on the bench, so he can go a lot of receivers. I just can't do it. I don't think I want to trade basically Melvin Gordon for Damien Williams, Devontae Freeman. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. I know. You like Damien mm. Williams. I know. I, I do, but I don't – You like I, Melvin Gordon though if he's playing. Well, I know you're, you're, a, big, yeah, you're a big Melvin I'm, Gordon fan. It's yeah. a tough one. I don't think – and Melvin Gordon
1: and uh, Damien Williams are pretty much the same age, aren't they? I mean, yeah, what are yeah. the ages here? Well, well, that's the thing. You're not getting, like, a young no, you know, running back. You're, you're getting a guy that you know is going to have a better opportunity to play this year in this situation right now. You know, it depends on when you're drafting as well. If you find out—oh, here, here we go. This is easier. If you find out that—we'll start in this place. If you found out that Melvin Gordon was going to sit out, um, start—like, he wasn't going to play week one. That was a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Are you more likely to pull this trigger?
0: I don't think I do it.
1: You I think I think in long it.
0: term. I think I still I think you have enough on your team.
1: You have I love it. I mean, Aaron Jones, who is his first running back? Kamara. Okay, Kamara. So between Aaron Jones and Kamara, you have a great In and Devontae Freeman's kind of at the end. Damian Williams, we don't know what kind of um longevity well, he's gonna have. So you could be getting two running backs compared to one. Uh, but I, it's not like you're getting a I don't that, That's a very intriguing one. First of all, the, the other two are just complete throwaways in my mind. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So do you, if, if you're really looking, and, and this is the thing, I know you want to win now, but if you have luck, he's incredibly young. You have Kamara and Aaron Jones who are very young. You say you have Kelvin Ridley who is yeah. young. Like you don't really have to win now, now, and you don't even have to be dominant this season. You really have to be good when playoffs come because I think you're good enough to get there. So which one would you rather have there? Melvin Gordon or, and and that'll be the question, Damian Williams or Melvin Gordon. You're not going to know that right now.
0: I don't truly think Gordon's going to miss the whole season. I mean, I don't think so either. I mean, (laughs) he might miss some games. That wouldn't shock me. I just don't think he's going to miss the whole year.
1: If you, if, if, and (sighs) And you know what
0: the thing is, he has Austin Eckler on his team. So if you, if you do lose Gordon for a few games, you just throw Eckler in there and he'll be probably pretty good. I think you're okay.
1: Yeah, and even even if so, like, I you're, could I could see him not having to sit out the entire season. I could see it going sour, and then them trading him to say the Texans or something, and then you're still going to have a very very good back. I, I think I do lean towards Melvin Gordon because of how young your team is. I would probably stick with it, but I would probably mull I would oh. mull that over for forever yeah. well, because then, that's just the way I do. W-
0: Williams and uh, Freeman are both a year older than Melvin Gordon too. So, mm-hmm. but. Before we get into wide receivers quick, I guess we'll just do a quick thought on Melvin Gordon specifically, especially for people that there are drafts happening this weekend. Like we actually have an auction draft this weekend. People are drafting this weekend. So you're not I mean, I have actually in this league we're in. I have Melvin Gordon on my team I is a keeper. I'm not keeping it. But in just a standard regular draft situation, you're drafting this weekend. When do you actually draft Melvin Gordon? When when would you take that chance? Or do you just say, you know what? I can't take the chance at all.
1: No, I mean, I would definitely take the chance. Right now, I think right now I have him ranked at number 15. But even with that, I think right now I'd probably – that's about right, though. I think I would take him – I would take the risk after, like, Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, those guys. Um, Devontae Freeman, it might happen. And then uh, Mark Ingram, but I think I can get him later. So I would take the risk right now because I really – I don't think that you're gonna. He's gonna hold out the whole time, and I think here I can make up for it. So I would say at at running back fifteen, I would take him.
0: So and it probably ends up being like a third rounder almost. Yeah, third, be fourth. Cool. Yeah, good with Is it there. It, yeah. What about Zeke? Same, same. Like I, I'm no, I, I no. Not I'm worried. taking
1: I'm taking him in the top four yeah. still. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm there I'm, I'm taking too. him probably. I'm I'm taking him fourth right now. This
0: could be a good opportunity for you to get Zeke, for somebody to get Zeke if you have like the fourth pick, which you wouldn't have normally not got him there. That's probably a good spot for you. Exactly. I'm okay with it. All right. Well, this is a wide receiver episode, so (laughs) we should talk some wide receivers. And we'll start out number 16. So I said in this episode we're going to have a lot more differences, except here we both have him number 16, and it's Kenny Galladay. And love Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to have a big season. I'm just not 100% sold yet on the Lions passing offense. I need to see something from Stafford. I was a little worried after last year. I mean, this is this is Lions fan talking, so I'm, I'm worried all the time. We actually had somebody on our running back rankings wonder why we're, you know, ranking Kerryon Johnson so low. I think it's just years of being a Lions fan have made us think that no good can really truly happen, right?
1: So, yeah, I've seen this movie before yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't end well. <laughs> and
0: I think he should be the main target, obviously, ahead of I think he's ahead of Marvin Jones at this point and he had 70 catches for 1000 yards in his second season pretty solid season he's he's actually a lot older than we think too he's going to turn 26 this year already like he's he's not like this really young guy so i think he's going to have a good season i'm just not at at one point last year I was thinking top 10 for this year i'm just not there right now with his lions offense i think they're going to run the ball a lot so i'm not quite there he's extremely talented they're going to have to throw to somebody so you, i see, you'll see an uptick in numbers from last year just don't don't feel get him to top 10 and we are yeah we're slightly high on a uh, higher on god his adp is currently 19 so we're putting him at 16 so
1: yeah i mean what can you say i think yeah. when you're when you get to this place in the draft as well I, I like going for a little more upside um than going for the 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 you know same old same old yep and, and last year he had five touchdowns which is not what you want to see from a, a tall wide receiver the Lions offense was bad, but he still managed. I mean, they still targeted him 119 times. He, I mean, by far number one. Obviously, you don't have Tate anymore. Um, Hawkinson, you really think the rookie tight end is going to, you know, take away from him. Marvin Jones has been hit and miss. So the fact that he went 119 targets for 70 catches for over a thousand yards and five touchdowns, and his yard per reception has been incredibly high for the first two years. And mm-hmm. uh, from 17 yards per reception to 15.2 so he has a big play threat which i think will eventually help him score a, a few more touchdowns so i think his upside is very very high and i i can't imagine the lions having as bad of an offensive season as they did last year hope not stafford i think needed one year under um you know under the new offensive regime in order to kind of get you know his feet under him well now think- they
0: got a new offense coordinator now they got Bevel, so Yeah, let's see how that goes. It can't be worse than uh,
1: no. I can't. I mean, his numbers dropped drastically, and he has been in the place where he can throw for you know four thousand yards relatively easy. So, if he comes, if he trends back up at all, Kenny Galladay should be a good pick here.
0: All right, we'll go to seventeen and eighteen. We'll group them together because they're always grouped together. It's Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, but we got Mm -hmm. there in totally different ways. So Robert Woods again to continue the trend of we rank people the same. This is probably the end of that for a little bit. Robert Woods, we both actually ranked 18th. He comes in at 17th. Cooper Cup, you rank 17th. I ranked 24th. And they come in 17, 18. Cooper Cup, the only reason he's down there a little bit for me is just, I just slightly worry about how well he can come off the the injury. Sometimes, you know, I just don't know if he'll be all the way there. That's it. Um, If he was fully healthy, I'd put him ahead of Robert Woods. We have like a, anti-Robert Woods bias in this on this podcast and I don't quite get it we just do everyone there's a, not everyone but quite a people seem to really like Robert Woods for some reason and funny thing is I've got him in a couple teams in drafts we were doing mock drafts and like every time it's like yeah I don't really like that I don't like getting Robert Woods there and then I've showed it to other people or on you know on Instagram or something they're like everyone loves it as Robert Woods is number two and I don't love it I, I don't know what it is why why is this what is what why do we maybe because he had five years of just completely mediocre play and then he had one spike last year maybe that's just a one year spike that's happened that's happened before we had five year track record of not being very good and then one really good year, maybe that was just him finally finding it you know coming into his own playing a good team yeah, he's not gonna go back down what he did before i just i think uh I think Cooks is better and I do think a healthy Fully healthy Cooper Cup's better, so I don't know if a number three receiver can really be that truly great of a fantasy option. But even though I did put him 18,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I I struggle with him. He put up the numbers, so he deserves to be up here. But I mean, the fact that he's my third favorite wide receiver on the team yeah. definitely yeah, hurts completely me. Hit. Yeah, you know, the fact depending on how good you feel about golf. I like him, I like him overall, but obviously down the stretch he did stumble a bit um you wonder about that and and the fact when Cooper cup comes back um Cooper cup was definitely the his you know Goff's favorite target does that take away from woods I would think so I think Brandon Cooks gets his numbers no matter what I think cooper cup um he he's gonna soak up touchdowns like he did last year I mean he played in what eight games he caught six touchdowns uh you know. So I think it changes that dynamic for Robert Woods more. Uh, I think he's still a fine player, but um, if Cooper, and that's, that's my thing is maybe, maybe Cooper Cup isn't quite the same player. I'm willing to take the, the risk and I'm, I'm willing to uh, kind of assume that the first couple games, he's still going to be figuring stuff out that I, maybe I, I don't play him, but I think Cooper Cup for the entire year is a better play.
0: If he's healthy, I agree. I just don't know that. We'll see. Yeah. So let's go to number 19. Mike Williams, number 19 for us. You're 19th. My 22nd. This is one of them where we're completely, no, we're not the only ones, but we're completely banking on the potential. And we are higher. We are definitely higher. So his, his consensus rank right now is 28th. And his ADP is 24. So we're a little higher on him. I see that potential with him. Obviously, this guy was drafted in the top 10 just what two years ago, was hurt the first year, so nothing happened. Last year, he was, he finally, it's just we saw that we saw the potential because the numbers, if you just look at the non touchdowns here, 43 catches for 664 yards, but then he got the 10 touchdowns to really boost it. 43 for 664 and only 66 targets in 16 games, kind of like, what's that, right? It's not, that's not like, that's not great. But you, it, it was it was kind of like when he did it and how we saw him come on towards the end of the year, and showed some flashes. And he, I mean, what, shoot, I can't remember what game that was right now. I can't I want to say it was the the Kansas City yeah, game, right? Kansas City. When that's they won, where he yeah. like really just like he became like okay, this guy, this guy can play. And that's really like he didn't have a lot of those, but you just saw it in spurts. Where I feel like this guy's this is the player that makes that third year leap. And gets there this year. We always knew he had the potential. He just needed to get healthy, and he was a lot more involved as the season went on. And other than that game, there really isn't a spot you can point to. I guess the final game of the year. It's. I mean, some players will say this is terrible. Although it was was five for sixty-five and a touchdown, right? It did something, but I just see I see that jump happening with with Mike Williams. So this is this is where you start to we actually just do a complete. You're you're ranking him as the, the jump's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and once again, I'm, you know, I I do compare it to where I'm going to draft him, what kind of risk I have to take, and I think this is appropriate. I really do because I don't think he'll last much longer than this. I think he has all the upside in the world. You don't have Tyrell Williams there anymore, and Keenan Allen is not the same type of wide receiver as he is. As you can see, having ten touchdowns and only how many receptions did he have? Did you say, was it fifty?
0: Not even. I don't think. Like 40, uh, yeah, 44. forty-three. Yeah.
1: 43 with 664 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, and we said he didn't really play that well. I mean, that should tell you enough that, you know, a 1,000 yards with double-digit touchdowns should be in his grasp. And and that's kind of what I'm blocking off for him. And on top of that, y- you can see his big playability. He, he was already one of the, you know, the most hyped wide receivers coming out of college. Coming from Clemson with Deshaun Watson when they won the title. And he was just hurt his entire rookie year. He just didn't get to play. And, you know, the Chargers are a good team, so they they were fine without him. But when you look at his 2018 season, when he finally got to play, how he worked himself into the lineup was the fact that his big playability, the fact that you would have two receptions, one of them would be a touchdown. Four receptions, two of them are a touchdown. He had two games back-to-back where he had one reception each, and each one was for a long touchdown. Yep. And then when other players went down, then he started getting more targets. And then he started producing uh, just all over the field and, and that Kansas city game at you know week 14, that's when they needed him. A lot of people were hurt. Nine targets, seven receptions, 76 yards, two touchdowns, one at the very end. Um, he, he became the man, I, I believe. And I think that this guy is their future. And I, and I think if they really want to win, especially with Melvin Gordon going on, um, they absolutely need this guy to to have a big year. Um, and injury is the only concern I have. Yeah. It, it's not even talent-wise. It's not even whether he will produce. It's whether he'll stay on the field.
0: All right, let's go to number 20, and that's Tyler Lockett. My 20th year, 21st. He comes in around these ranks every time, around 20th. Tyler Lockett's an interesting case for me because this is another one where it's, it's his production he had last year and his higher rank is just due to – it's not the catches. It's completely yards and touchdowns. He only had 57 catches off 70 targets. Yeah, that should increase, right? We all think it's going to increase. But, I mean, 57 for 965 and 10 touchdowns. I worry – again, I just – everyone's just so sure it's a sure thing. And I'm just trying to bank on this experience of doing this for years. Like, we've seen players like this. They have that one-year spike, and then everyone – okay, they're great, Right? And then that's it. That was like there's the one year and they dropped out. I mean, we, we've we been waiting for Lockett to do something for a while. So it was nice to see he finally did. But it wasn't even – it was just the yardage. They used him in, They used him in a different way to get those touchdowns and get more yards. Hopefully that continues with him. And they'll keep using him like that. But I, I just worry that still was only 57 catches. But this could be the start of like – this could be the start of something all of a sudden where he gets 80 catches. And he's like 80 catches for 1,300 yards and still 10, 12 touchdowns. It's just a massive season. You can see that. I just – I'm always so hesitant. I'm hesitant every time. Um I just am. I'm just something about it. Where I mean I shouldn't be. Why am I looking at Tyler Lockett and now I'm being maybe I'm not more worried than Mike Williams, but I just think, yeah, Mike Williams is definitely gonna get there. I guess it's just sometime still the the draft, like the original draft and where they were drafted in the preconceived notions we have of the players and how good they were supposed to be, especially okay. Lockett was a third rounder. Mike Williams is a top ten pick, right? Of course Mike Williams is gonna be great. But I don't know. I just I need to see another year. I'm just not I'm not sold. I don't necessarily love when I get Tyler Lockett as my second receiver. I should. It should probably should be a good, good call. But I don't love it.
1: If it if it wasn't for the fact that they didn't have anyone there and Doug Baldwin is no longer there with them, if he he's the number one, that's the only reason why he shows up here for me. Because I think they have to work him in. They have to give him more targets. But if I looked strictly at his numbers, I'd be absolutely saying this is a one-year spike. There's no way you can reproduce this. His targets range from 66 to 71 in the you know, in the four years that he was with Seattle every single year. So almost the targets haven't changed. Um, but last year, the thing that did change was he almost averaged 17 yards per catch, which he hasn't done before. He got in the end zone because of that. He got in the end zone 10 times. Uh, before that, it was um, six touchdowns, one touchdown, and two. And then he also caught the caught the ball 81% of the times, which is just an incredible amount. Like, that's not usual. So I just can't imagine it. And even if you did add targets to that, I can't imagine them throwing it to him over 100 times. Maybe they will if he's number officially the number one. Um, but even with that, I could see where he gets, uh, you know, around the same yardage and his TDs get cut in half. He doesn't have quite the catch percentage. And you're looking at a guy that is, you know, you know, a back end wide receiver, too. And that would be with things going well for him. So I, I just have a very, very, very difficult time believing that he can keep up this big playability. even though I, I love uh, Russell Wilson and, and how he can scramble and, and keep the play going. Um, but Lockett's the only guy that you really have to worry about. I mean, especially mm-hmm. in the first half of the year, you're not going to worry about David Moore. You're not going to worry about DK Metcalf. Mad- um, so you tie up Lockett, and then you just you know, you know, just put a bunch of guys in the box because they're going to run it a ton. I, I don't know. I have a very difficult time <laughs> drafting <laughs> it's Lockett. the same thing.
0: But, yeah, I know, it's, I'm in the same spot. It's just It's weird, but I feel like we have him about where we should. It's just one of those that I don't love. And you don't love this next one. I I, I know this right now. So, this is our biggest difference so far. Julian Edelman is 21st. It's your 27th, my 17th. That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I feel like Edelman's just safe. I'm just, I know what I'm getting here. And, I mean, in 2016, he had 98 catches for 1,100 yards. And then last year, though, he been missing four games. He had 74 catches for 850. So, he was on the same kind of pace in six touchdowns. I think it's just, it's a safe player. He's 33 years old though, though. Like he's, he's up there. I just feel it, but I feel like he's pretty safe here. I don't know. You just, I know you just, you
1: just don't love it. Yeah. And uh, tell you the truth, he'll probably, he'll probably be better than what I rank him at. He probably will. Um, I mean, if you look at what he's done in the past five years when he's truly been playing. Um, ranking wide receiver wise as far as fantasy goes, uh, 2013 I'll start 19th, 26th, 37th, 24th, 23rd. When he plays a full season or relatively close, he comes in anywhere from 23 to 26. Um, my thing with him is I think that is what you should expect. You shouldn't expect anything higher. And then also I'm if if I'm them if I'm trying to figure out who to pick, I'm taking a guy with upside compared to I could see them really being taking it easy with Edelman, which they absolutely need in the playoffs, taking it easy with Brady and, you know, and letting young guys kind of come around and then pounding the ball out running, which they found out they can do very successfully. So I I can't imagine them chucking the ball around so much. And the first sign that, you know, he might be banged up, I could see them pulling back a little bit because they, they're absolutely a playoff team, but they're also a, a team full of older stars. So you know, I'm not banking on them going wild during the season. And as you can see, he's never really gone wild either. But yeah, to be to be fair, if if it came around and I'm looking for like he's still there and I'm looking for a third wide receiver and I'm yep. like, I just want to plug in. Pl- yeah, yeah, that would be one. cool. But yeah. I'm not no excitement there.
0: So number 22 is going to be Calvin Ridley for us. He's my 21st, your 25th. So, you know what? I am actually wondering, are we underrating Calvin Ridley? And you know why? <laughs> I think he had an extremely good rookie season. Like I, like I, I think I said this a million times. Like we got, well, got spoiled by like Odell Beckham there. Mike Evans had a great rookie year. Those kind of things we kind of got spoiled in a way. And Mike Evans actually, I don't think was even that special. Um, let's see. I'm just curious what Evans did again. Okay, Evans had something. I'll find it in a little bit. But Ridley, 64 catches, 821 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's a really good rookie season. And, okay, yeah, Mike Evans, his rookie year, he had 68 catches for 10-51, and he had the 12 touchdowns. So, see, we we thought that at the time that was just an amazing season. Ridley wasn't quite there, but he's not like he's that far off. The thing, I guess, that can hold back Ridley in a way, what, what the argument would be, well, he's still the number two. He's behind Julio. Okay. So was Juju. Last year, in his second year, after his rookie season of, let's see here, 58 catches for nine seventeen and seven touchdowns. Not that, not that big of a difference, a little bit better yards per catch than Calvin Ridley. But that was part of it. Maybe with why we ranked Juju lower last year is because, okay, he's still, he's the second option. What, how much can he really do? Even though we'd all, I mean, we all loved him as a player. We all thought he was going to be really good, but we were kind of held back. Okay. He's still the number two. How can, you know, how great can he be? And look how great he was. He was amazing. To me, that's the only thing I'm holding back Ridley for is he's still the number two, but he's the number two in what should be a pretty good passing offense. I think he might be higher than this. I think we might actually underrate this guy.
1: He could. I, I don't really have an issue if you wanted to put him up a little higher. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think Matt Ryan's numbers go down. That's right. you're, not a, you're not a Matt Ryan guy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he's fine. But, yeah, I mean, he had a tremendous season last year. I think that goes down a little bit. The 10 touchdowns, I have no idea if that's really what Kelvin Ridley brings to the table. I mean, that was a great year. But does is that consistent? I don't know. He started off very, very hot in the first four games. He had six touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, it, he had a three-game span where he, he caught all six. It was very, very incredible. It was very, very great. They targeted him a lot, 92 times in your rookie season. It's wonderful. That's what I like to see. Um, so I, I could see him going higher, but I could see, you know, very similar. I could see probably, actually, what did he rank last year as far as fantasy goes?
0: Oh, I don't have that number up there. Right I can I have it
1: for a sec. Because I would actually like to know that. So he ranked 18th. Yeah, so, pretty solid. Yeah, so pr- I probably I probably do have him ranked um, you know, higher or lower, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. But I probably sh- I should have him ranked a-, a little bit better than I do currently. Something about it holds me back, but he- he's a very good young player. Heaven forbid anything happened to Julio, he's the number one there automatically mm-hmm. pretty much. So there is a lot of stuff to like about him. So yeah, I, I actually I should probably move him up a few spots.
0: Number twenty three. This is another big difference we have here, and this I get this I get one hundred percent because this is me um, ranking this guy way higher than anybody else. It's Alan Robinson. So Alan Robinson, you have ranked twenty eighth, and consensus ranks him twenty seventh, but ADP has him twenty eighth. So you are just yeah, you are right with the you know every, the everyday person on Allen Robinson. Well, I rank Allen Robinson 19th. I really like Allen Robinson. And I because I, f- I kind of feel like this is going to be the year he finally comes back from that. I mean, he had the ACL injury in 2017. Last year, it, there's there's two factors, I mean more than two factors. There's a few factors. It's coming off the ACL. It's a brand new team. It's a young quarterback. It's a lot of factors to get back. I think Trubisky's gonna have a pretty solid season. I really think Allen Robinson's gonna step up and be the true number one there and have a big year. Okay, maybe not 2015, 80 catches, 1400 yards, 14 touchdowns, that kind of thing. That's still a ridiculous season. Yeah, and maybe not that, but I think he's going to definitely jump back up and become a very productive fantasy player who's just really not talked about right now. No one, no one cares about Allen Robinson. I think, but he's he's still, he's only 25. He's just about to turn 26. He's basically like the same age as like Kenny Galladay. Think about that.
1: It's pretty crazy.
0: He's he's like Kenny Galladay age. So, I mean, shoot, even okay, He is. (laughs) He's only a year, but basically a year older than um, Calvin Ridley. That's it. Think about that. He's a year older than Calvin Ridley. So we're all in the minds of like Alan Robinson to us and to a lot of people. He's just kind of like he's old news, you know in fantasy maybe he's not maybe he's not and i don't think he is i am i'm all aboard the ellen robinson uh fan club i'm the probably the number one fan here ranking him 19th so i I'm, I'm expecting i think it's gonna be a good season i think he's he's forgotten and you know I'm, I'm okay with that i'm gonna snatch him up in a bunch of leagues then
1: I'm, I'm fine with that i think i mean i think you have him ranked a little high but at the we'll same see. time we'll see at the end of the year when i'm right right i mean it could be but um yeah, I mean, that 2015, he just he never came anywhere close to that ever again. I mean, the next year he had the exact same amount of targets, only 7 less catches, and he had you know, f- over 500 less yards and less, you know, and then only 6 touchdowns compared to 14. Um, I think Trubisky's better than Bortles, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that crazy and I-, I like the fact that he had 13.7 yards per catch last year especially when he only played in 13, 12 real games. Um, so th- there is a lot to like there, but I like Anthony Miller, um, Burn. They just have a lot of people to throw to, and I really need to see it before. I think that he's going to get you know, anywhere near 120 targets, which mm-hmm. I, I think he would kind of need. But I, he could up that um, catch percentage, which it wouldn't shock me if he got to 1,000 yards this year.
0: So number 24 is going to be Chris Godwin. He's 23rd for me, 24 for you. Chris Godwin has a lot of hype. I feel like there's a lot of like night, like just a lot of good articles about him. A lot of you don't hear anything negative about Chris Godwin ever. All you hear is how good this guy's going to be. It's kind of like it's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he became like the favorite. Uh, I mean, it just it, it's it's funny. I'm, I'm going to type Chris Godwin right now. So here we go. Chris Godwin, Bucks receiver Chris Godwin continues to impress. Fantasy play, football players you're drafting too late Chris Godwin it says um Chris Godwin is NFL's next breakout star wide receiver nobody is talking about and this is Chris Godwin still doesn't care about preseason hype that's just the first page here it's just all about the Chris Godwin you know hype it's kind of uh here you go former Penn State football wide receiver Chris Godwin gearing up for breakout year training camp will be Chris Godwin's time to shine it's just like Chris Godwin will fit perfectly in Bruce Arians offense is it almost coming, becoming too much for a guy who it was fifty nine catches, eight forty two, and seven touchdowns?
1: I like Chris Gotland, I yeah, have. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, it's I crazy. Do, I do too, but it is getting a little much. To the fact that driving up a price—that that's be, the problem. Yeah.
0: He's getting the price is getting driven way up there. I mean, we're I guess part of it. We've ranked him here, but I've, I'm, let's see here. No, we're we're actually shoot. Where are we here? Okay, wow. His uh his rank right now is 19, and his ADP is 20. Hmm. So we're low on Chris Godwin.
1: That's a that's some hype. <laughs> it is. Um. Hmm. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if much changed. To be hmm. honest, uh, last year, I mean, it was a little weird with the two quarterbacks. So, I mean, if you think that he's gonna I, have better with Jameis the whole time, I think he's a very good player. I, I, I do too. Good. I like him. I mean, eight forty two and seven touchdowns last year was good, but he was targeted ninety five times. Um, caught fifty nine of them. Um, I mean, he he pretty much was the number two. I know Deshaun Jackson was there, but Deshaun Jackson didn't do you know he wasn't. It, Godwin really was the the second guy there. Evans is still going to soak up a, a ton of targets. OJ Howard is really coming into his own. He's not hurt anymore, so I, I really like Godwin. But I, because of all the hype, I feel like you have to almost like tap the brakes just to be a realistic version of like yeah. what are you expecting him to really become
0: you're not getting him for any kind of value anymore which sucks
1: exactly <laughs> that, that's, which that's kind was, of what i'm worried about
0: yeah. i i like the player a lot i mean i've i was hyping him up after his rookie year before anybody else was that's like, true. like but it just didn't happen last year so i don't get any credit so <laughs> he just became better but all right let's go number 25 dj moore 25th for me 22nd for you he was a first round pick last year had a a solid rookie season. Solid rookie season. 55 catches, 788, two touchdowns. Again, nothing spectacular, but you at least saw the potential. And he should be the number one you know option there for Cam Newton. Except now it's kind of gone the other way on DJ Moore. And Curtis Samuel is the one getting all the hype in um Carolina, I feel like. Doesn't it seem that way? Like Curtis Samuel's starting to get hyped up almost as a better option. Maybe better option as in where he's going in drafts. Here's going later. You should draft um, Curtis Samuel. Here's all the first article I see two hours ago. Draft Curtis Samuel over DJ Moore. I don't know, I'm don't i not really going there. I think this guy's going to be a good player. I think DJ Moore. I, I mean, he was a he was a first round pick who showed good potential. And there's nothing to stop me from saying that. I think DJ Moore is going to be a solid player. But I mean, that's about it. I'm not like I'm not like excited excited i just think he's right excited. right <laughs>
1: and, and that's where i'm at too I'm, I'm drafting him here because of the upside and because of his talent I, I do think he's very good <clears throat> and there was nothing in his numbers that make me believe that it was it was a mistake i mean the fact that he only caught two touchdowns and the fact that i you actually could see him progress as a wide receiver and how much they use him as the year went on are both huge indicators that his numbers should make a, a pretty relatively large jump and um, he was in the top 40 of wide receivers last year. I fully expect him to be uh, a starting wide receiver. And I think he even has upside. And I think this is a good value for him right here.
0: Let's go to number 26, Tyler Boyd. So we have a little bit of difference here. You have him all up to 20 now. I have him 29. Uh, it's Tyler Boyd's interesting to me. It's it's like, I don't know if I 100% buy that he's just gonna continue to get better. It's it's it's, it's this is all in perception how I want him. You you can frame this any way you want. I can look at this and be like, okay, you got a 24-year-old wide receiver who in his third year, like we say, third year wide receiver breakouts, really broke out to 76 catches, a thousand yards, and seven touchdowns. And you can really make that argument, wow, this guy is this is that was the start of the breakout, and he's gonna become you know, really like a star player or like, I'm going to, I'm going to frame my argument. Cause this is how I feel. I kind of feel like that is Tyler Boyd's peak. I feel like this is his peak and that's where he's at. I haven't, I guess, seen enough from him to think he's this extra special talented player to jump way up. I think he's a, he's a good player. He's going to be a good fantasy player. He's going to put up good numbers. I just don't think he has another level.
1: And I'm okay with that analysis, yeah. truly. I, the reason I have him here is because he's the only show in town. Yeah. A.G. Green probably won't be ready for week one. I mean, you know, the surgery, was, his injury was is just taking longer. He's an yeah. older wide receiver. He is their superstar. But Boyd will probably be the number one starting off the year. And they're going to bring A.J. along slowly. John Ross hasn't shown anything. I think he's probably a good value in stashing someone. He's so
0: far down the list. Right.
1: But um, Tyler Boyd will be the number one. They have to throw it to him. And he was producing all through last year. And maybe he wasn't spectacular, but he was very, very playable. Like He had a few games that were very, very good. But he, he was good. He, you could always play him. He was very, um, you know, week to week, he was very consistent. And on top of that, the fact that he was able to do that with AJ playing with him without, with Driscoll throwing to him. The fact that he was able to weather all that makes me believe that even if he doesn't take that next jump, he is a safe enough player that he will repeat this. And I think he has a very good chance of actually doing better. And last year, I have to look it up real quick, but he was 17th overall in the Um, so I think if you took him here, I think that is probably the worst you're going to get. I, I think that he, he will get a top 20, uh wide receiver that has, you know, uh, top 13, um, possibility.
0: And I was actually speaking of John Ross, he's, he, he's out like to deal with a hamstring injury again.
1: Oh, it was, actually, no, no, as we, cause we already talked about Edelman. I yeah. think this is where I fall is like, I would much rather have Tyler Boyd than I would rather have Edelman. And I think they're very similar players in that way.
0: I have them like twelve spots apart, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get the. I, I completely get it. I do get it. And I I wouldn't have him ranked this high if it wasn't for the AJ Green news. Yeah. All
0: right, let's go number twenty-seven, Christian Kirk. Um, another we, guy. You 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 are you like him this year?
1: But we. I mean, we. You I like do him too, right? But I just have him lower. Oh, okay.
0: I have him thirty-first. You have him twenty-third. So there's a difference there, but he's I'm, 27th overall, uh,
1: <laughs> which is actually kind of funny because I, I think that you like Kyler Murray uh, more than me, but I'm completely on the Christian Kirk bandwagon.
0: Is ADP uh, Kirk's ADP right now is 35. So
1: oh man, I'm yeah I'm, okay.
0: But hey, you know again, another rookie we like who showed just potential. This is this is a combination though. This is a combination of a rookie we saw potential in, the fact that Larry Fitzgerald's 72 years old now and he's still going somehow. Like he has to like fall off. He did start to last year, right? We think, but then again, that might just been the offense. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Can't say it for sure. In Kirk, this is like us thinking Kirk becomes the number one, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. Larry Fitzgerald continues as kind of like almost like a tight end role in a way. The offense becomes kind of just this. You know, prolific type offense. I don't even know how they're just gonna they're gonna do. It's gonna be interesting. I, I I'm most interested in this offense than any probably.
1: Yeah. Well, I guarantee it'll be better than last year. Exactly.
0: It's just there's a combination. It's like we saw potential. He should become a number one. The offense should be very interesting. He's still only 22 years old. Wow, this guy's young. Very young. So it's a lot of that. I like. I mean, I'm ahead of Christian Kirk on ADP as well. Just not as high up as you are, but just a lot of potential here. And that's why I want I want these kind of guys. I do want the more of a. Okay, Edelman. I guess you could say Edelman too. It's, I get that. I'm gonna well, I, okay, wait. but I wanted like the Ridley, yeah. the Godwin, more. I guess Boyd, Kirk,
1: over like just Boyd. Yes, I like how reluctant over though.
0: like you know guys that we won't probably get to on this show. Like I don't know, even okay, Sammy Watkins <laughs> anymore. I'm done with him. Um, probably other than two guys we have at the end of this show, I'll have to get to them at Alshon Jeffrey and Jarvis Landry. I want the young guys the more potential. So yeah. we'll go number 28, 29, 30 and this off. So AJ green ended up 28th. It's injury based. You might get a value now out of him. There's not much more to say it's, he's much better than this. He's just injured. Yeah. We didn't, it's, it's, it's more of the fact that it's a complete up in the air. We don't really know truly what it is, how long it's going to be, but you might get a value out of him. That's, that's, that's the good thing. Then 29 and 30 are guys. I'm not like in love with. They just fall. This way
1: where they fall. Alshon, Jeffrey, Jarvis Landry. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Actually, I think, I think Elshon Jeffrey is probably the perfect example of why Kirk, for me, is so high. Because I know what Elshon is. He's a good player. You can probably put him in your starting lineup and be okay with it. I'd rather take Kirk, because I think that he's going to put up, you know, obviously I think he's going to put up better numbers, but I don't think there's any upside to Elshon. And I mean, as far as Jarvis, I like Jarvis, but... He's very dependent on, or at least he has been in past, very dependent on bulk, um, and with OBJ and all the weapons yep. they have there, I think it 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 limits him. Even though he is a a very 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 talented wide receiver, um, yep. so those guys I, I look at, I'm like, I'd rather have Kirk, where I think he could truly run away with I, with the targets. I I,
0: I kind of agree. With you. I think I might need to adjust my rank slightly. I think I might put Kirk ahead of those two. I had him I had him one spot below Alshon. And looking at it, why? Why? I don't know why yeah. I did that. I'm going to probably move that. I
1: mean, do you ever draft Elshon? God, and, no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what comes. And I really did have to. And, uh, we were doing uh, a few of the drafts for the relegation leagues. Mm-hmm. And when I was really looking at it, and I was staring at my my board, too, to try to see, like, am I ranking these guys according to what I that's truly believe? You, yeah, that's, or, where,
0: that's where we truly start to adjust right. ranks. And
1: when I was just like, I'm not taking him, I mm-hmm. had to adjust and say, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. I mean,
0: Elshon really hasn't had, like, a great, a really good season since, like, 2014. 2015 started well and got hurt, but he hasn't really been. We keep waiting for it to happen and it hasn't quite happened. And Jarvis is just Jarvis. He's going to be probably solid. It's just nothing I love. I. Yeah. So there, there's our top 30. I will say I've, I've found myself back on the Corey Davis bandwagon who would, who would have been 31 for me. 30. I don't know why I, these young receivers, man, these young receivers, I just, I hold on too long. Like I'm finally, I'm finally giving up on Sammy a little bit. Finally. Finally, I think I am like I'm starting to give up. like Devonte Parker, <laughs> right? <laughs> These young receivers, man, they just it's hard. I hold on too long.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, I get Corey Davis. I really think he's so talented. I just hate Mariota so much right now. And I don't hate him, but I hate him as a quarterback. Yeah. I think he's just kryptonite for wide receivers. But I think uh, the guy that was actually in my top 30 that didn't make it on the list was actually Will Fuller he's it, just all yeah. potential 100% yeah. potential. It's like if he stays healthy you're a genius, if he gets hurt you're a moron because you should have known. Yep. That's pretty much what it came down to. So
0: that's really yeah, we, you know, similar for the most part couple we were a little bit off on, but yeah, there's uh there's a lot of interesting players after this, but no one I don't have like a lot of them that are just like, "Oh man, this guy's going to be good." He's just down there and just
1: there's yeah. some
0: interesting names. Um, you know what? Okay. One thing I will say like Golden Tate for some reason to me now you can get him so late where you know when he comes back right like they have to throw the ball to somebody other than Evan Ingram and Sa- saquon where I don't like like Golden Tate really much but I feel like you're gonna get if you need like like a spot starter later I like you could get him like and he could be the end of your bench and get him like deep I got him like in the 14th
1: yeah I think in a PPR especially yeah. And this is saying less about or more less, I guess, about Eli Manning than than what Tate is. But I think Tate, the way he is able to run routes and the kind of wide receiver he is, I think it actually matches up well with where Eli, his arm is at right yeah. now. So I think he will probably lead New York. Um, if you chop off those first four games down the stretch, he'll definitely lead them in receptions, I, I believe. Unless it's Evan Ingram, because both of them will be running those middle routes.
0: All right. I think that's going to do it for wide receivers. We'll be back one more episode this week. We'll do a, another mock draft as we've been doing, like, themed mock drafts. This time, we're going to try the zero running back strategy and go wide receivers early on. See how that plays out. It's
1: really bad. <laughs> you never know. Maybe we'll like it. Yeah, probably I, not.
0: But all right. That'll do it for this show. Talk to you guys next time.